1: The fortune-making spirit of today's marketplace, The Rob Black Show.
2: Rob Black Show, Rob Black and your money. It's probably the best tagline that I can give this show. My goal on this show is to get you to retirement. Um, any way I can do it, the worst way would possibly would be to tell you you should commit a crime and go to jail. In retirement, you'll have three square meals and a gym, and we don't want that as the solution. We want something better. We want somewhere between $1 to $4 million, depending on your budget. That should be enough to take care of you till the day you die. Can't guarantee it. You may run into some health issues. You may run into some um, financial emergencies. That would be a good show to do at some point. What was your biggest financial emergency ever? I don't know if I have the answer to that one quickly. That's why I think it would be a good answer or a good show. Robin Hood went public last week the old-fashioned way via an IPO and a road show. They brought up a lot of money. I met these the guys, the founders at an event show where they try to lure people in like me with young companies like them who give keynotes or speeches. I have some problems with Robinhood's IPO. Let's talk about why I would say that. It's not really the gamification of investing. It's an app. It's figured out a way to do commission free trades. Today at lunch, you and I could be sitting around and you go, Hey Rob, what would you buy right now? Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs. And I could kind of slip in a quick answer. And you ask, I'll say XYZ.com." You ask for how long would you own that? I said, Oh, when they report earnings, they could jump 10%. But long-term, I think it's a, uh, 8 to 10% grower. In, in your head, you'll be like, oh, 10% in the short term after earnings. That's what you key in on. So you go to Robinhood, and before our appetizers have arrived, you've got shares of XYZ.com. Before we're done digesting our burgers, you've made 3 or 4%. It's a, a heck of a move. And by the end of the tip, uh, by the time you tip, you're like, you cover it because you just made 10%. That's where I have problems with it, is the what's next. I don't mind that they figured out a way to grab inventory, to figure out a way to make a lot of money on selling order flow. But that's where it becomes an issue. Uh, the company operates a mobile app that enables consumers to trade stocks, options, and crypto. These orders are the company's inventory, which it sells to market makers, which are large financial institutions that pair trades. One of the very first times, 25 years ago, when I went to Wall Street, I think I was on Fox News that day. Fox, was it even Fox Business at that point. I think it was like a, a Saturday cashing in or something like that. Could have been Forbes on Fox and uh, I get up there early so I can, you know, do, tour the Dow Jones Industrial Average and I had a friend who was working in as an investment banker and he, he takes me through his offices at Oppenheimer and he showed me the market makers. I'm like, that is very bizarre. So a market maker, and I don't know whether, how they're doing now, but back then they would have a console and they would trade seven stocks. So let's say they were in charge of Apple and AOL and Microsoft and Google, Nokia, and someone wants to buy, they would find someone that would sell. And sometimes they would lower the price to get more people to buy. Sometimes they would raise the price to get more people to sell. As with Google or Facebook, Robinhood users are not its customers, but its supply. Which basically means Robinhood is incentivized to keep its users trading a lot. So it's not what you do on one trade, it's how do they get you a second time? Try to make stock trading as addictive as social media scrolling. This is where Robinhood has faced some success. The proportion of users who check it daily rivals those of Twitter, Snapchat and Facebook. So Robinhood is more of a social media check-in. And it's pretty crazy. They're behind Twitter, Snapchat, and Facebook. Various financial products drive the company's revenue. But one that makes them the most money are what are called options. I've never met anyone who used options to make money for the long term. I've heard infomercials, I've seen ads. Learn to be an options trader, learn to trade just like Wall Street. And it's all BS. Robinhood makes at least twice as much per options trade than it does on a stock trade because market makers pay more for options and stocks. Options trading is less liquid than stock trading, which translates into greater bid-ask spreads. Robinhood relies on market makers, and market makers love options. Despite making up only 33% of Robinhood's assets under custody, options drive 46% of their revenue. That is a massive imbalance. For a company whose thesis is to democratize finance for all, female users tripled over the past year and more than 25% of users are now people of color, significantly more than any incumbent brokerage house on Wall Street. I love that. Somehow, Robinhood has figured out how to get women and people of color to get into money and investing. What I don't like is that most of the people try to make their money on options. Options don't provide any actual equity in a company. So when I say I own shares of Apple, I jokingly tag along with that and say, oh, I can go into an Apple store and fire people because I'm an owner. But when you own an option, you don't. With an option, it only lets you buy or sell a stock at a given price within a finite period, put another way. Highly speculative and risky. Robinhood is more gaming app than investment app. If you could learn how to game it, you feel like you just had Super Mario jump and get the gold coins and the princess. 43% of users on Robinhood have a FICO score under 650. That's not great. Bernie Madoff relied on the practice to make His firm, one of the leading market makers of its day, when regulators raised questions about whether it presented a conflict of interest, he used his position as the chairperson of the NASDAQ to prevent restrictions. So Robinhood generates its revenue by the same way Bernie Madoff did, by selling orders to market makers. It doesn't charge commissions to its consumer users, but this also creates a massive conflict of interest. Motivate to sell orders to the market maker that offers the highest payment for the trade rather than the best price. If you want to own shares of it, I get it. It looks sexy and hot. It's not going to age well. I'm Rob Black. Pocket casinos rarely age well. Find me at Rob Black Show on all social media platforms, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black.
1: Listen to the Rob Black Show on your Alexa or Google Play device. Just say, listen to the Rob Black Show.
0: Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
2: So this is a little bit of a... Odd thing to talk about on a financial show. Ariana Grande is going to have a concert today on Fortnite. Hmm. A couple years ago, I watched Marshmallow with my kids have a concert, and I was like, that's pretty cool. It was more effective than I thought it would have been. I don't know if she's going to go the video showcase route or if she's going to make it look like she's actually singing in the villages of Fortnite. But she's got a show tonight at 6 Eastern Time. She's got a show Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday at uh, noon, Sunday at 10 a.m., all around the world. When we come back on Monday, I'll give you the numbers. It will blow your mind how much money she's going to make and how many people are going to see her concert. Um, I bring this up in large part again because video gaming is probably one of the growthier segments of investing, in my opinion. Artificial intelligence, hell yeah. Uh, Bitcoin, for sure. Mobile phones, there's a lot of money there because everyone seems to have one in their hand as they walk down the street. I just try to go where the action is. Um, When i bold... I used to put a wicked spin on it when I was a kid. I don't bowl. I'm a grown man. I shouldn't be picking up 12-pound balls and throwing them. But I'd put a wicked spin, and the pin action was what, what I really liked about going to the bowling alley. Um, I wasn't the type of bowler to just drop the ball, watch it slowly roll down, and barely knock over pins. But, hey, you place it right, you get a strike. I didn't care if I won or lost. I just wanted to see the pins fly. The same thing with investing. U.S. adults will spend 13 hours, 12 minutes per day with all forms of media this year. Um, What did Rob Black just say? U.S. adults will spend 13 hours, 12 minutes per day with all forms of media this year. With a little more than 60% of that time dedicated to digital media. There's a lot of action there. And when I said it, you probably go, no way. Way. big headline stories these days are people going back to work in the office or not in the office. I, I think it's, I'm not going to say it's forever more, but it feels like we're going to have some hybrid work models going forward because so far the people who are like, I want to stay at home are winning. That's kind of an interesting thought for just a second. Split it in store is a big thing right now. Shop now, take it home now, pay later. Um, split it in store, split it in store, split it in store. Uh, Venmo is trying to compete with PayPal, who's trying to compete with Square, And the relationships with the merchants that Square has versus the relationships that PayPal has with the consumers is a different business model. In the long run, I like the Square model more than the PayPal model. Now, PayPal can add a bank. Square can add a bank. They can all add different services here and there. But the relationship with the merchants is what I find interesting with Square. Lazy Boy has made a deal with Split It In Store, which is kind of a feature. For consumers spending. Lazy Boy, if you want a big 2000 dollars recliner, you can get it. What's interesting to note about that is I once a story on Lazy Boy on the air 20 years ago at a show called The Money Zone. Or yeah, I think it's called The Money Zone. And uh, my producer was. who's now the executive producer for the Howard Stern show. Uh, Jeremy Coleman, he came up with a song, Shake Your Money by uh, Black Flag. Is that right? Black something. Uh, But I did a story on Lazy Boy because he wanted me to add humor to the show. So every day before the show, I'd write 30 minutes of, of humor. And Lazy Boy reported profits and there was, you know, this was at the dawn of the internet, and everyone's like, "Well, what, what's Lazy Boy going to do? Get in an internet-enabled chair or a refrigerator under the? Well, they like, already have the refrigerated chair, which you can have beer in while you sit in your Lazy Boy." I did a story on Lazy Boy reporting earnings, and that the CEO died, and that he was buried in his Lazy Boy, and that got national news. I still find that kind of funny, but splitting that, like if I buy, if you buy a ladies' boy, it's expensive. It's like buying a car. You can get all the features. I know you're saying, Rob, you know a little bit too much about this. I do love a good leather chair. Uh, if I can't recline in leisure in, in dead cow skin, I, I can't relax. Price of Arabica, Arabica, Arabica coffee hit its highest level in five years due to a severe drought in Brazil. If you take a look at USA Today and the international headlines, it will scare the bejesus out of you. And there's a story in there about if the Atlantic freezes, much of the Pacific Northwest will go into an ice age. You're like, wasn't that a movie? It was. But we have to also take account of weather. It's the weirdest thing. When I first got into investing, you know, some people would say, yeah. If a butterfly flaps his wings in Japan, it can cause a tsunami in Hawaii. And it's kind of the cause and effect they're trying to teach you. But a lot of money is going to be thrown into figuring out weather and where we live. I would not want to own beachfront property in Miami if you were to tell me you're investing for the next 100, 200 years for it. So the money goes to you, then it goes to your kids, and it goes to your kids' kids, and your kids' kids' kids. I think a lot of Miami is going to have flooding issues. Not necessarily be seven feet underwater. But I think the flooding on the coasts is going to be problematic. It's kinda of like that whole thing that we learned with New Orleans a few years back with Katrina, where it wasn't a problem. It wasn't a problem it wasn't a problem that they had their levees beneath uh, ground level. And then suddenly a big storm hits and the city goes deck in a handbasket. So you do have to pay attention to weather. And when I just talked about coffee prices, that's going to reflect at Starbucks. And when it reflects at Starbucks, Starbucks is gonna raise prices. Now here's the thing about Starbucks raising prices. When they get you to pay two bucks for a cup of coffee, and then two fifty, and then three, three and a quarter, three fifty, three seventy five, four, four, four twenty five, four fifty. And then there's gonna be a sign up at Starbucks next month that says, due to the droughts in Brazil, coffee prices have gone higher. We're raising our prices by ten percent. Do you think they're ever going to roll that back? The only company I know who does rollbacks is Walmart. I don't know anyone else. So that's why weather is important. It's interesting. I just talked about coffee and droughts. With hogs, you talk about refrigeration costs. Commodities are fun. I love what I do, and I love working for you on this show. If you listen, I pledge to get you content to get you to retirement.
0: I'm Rob Black.
1: Find us at RobBlackShow.com. RobBlackShow.com. Questions about
0: how to invest in your retirement? Check out RobBlackShow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. RobBlackShow.com. RobBlackShow.com. An app that I like very much so is Credit Karma.
2: I think it's not going to get you in trouble. Um, it's a good way of looking at your credit score. I get emails from my banks. So they're like, hey, your credit score changed. I'm like, uh, I don't want to go to their site. Too many passwords. Don't want to do it. So I pull out my app on my phone, punch it up, and I see if anything's changed dramatically. It's actually an okay way to monitor your credit because it'll tell you if a new credit card's been opened. It's not as thorough as the LifeLock. Um, but LifeLock is one of those services that I, I don't think we have to have. I, I, there's no reason that I'm saying that other than you only have so much money to spend. So and I don't want you to spend it all. A lot of stocks are in the green today. Um, not a dramatic day, but the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average set record highs after a strong July jobs report. Basic thing is if we have jobs, we spend money. Um, if we have jobs, we make babies. But we're confident in the future. Babies cost money. Babies aren't cheap. I think that's when I probably fell in love with Amazon's Prime, is when you can get diapers delivered. You don't have to go to CVS and schlub it. 800 516 to calls on the air. Apple is moving into the fall because back to school, BTS, which means sometime in the next month, we should get Tim Cook talking about how great the Apple iPhone 13 is going to be. Don't have a date on it yet, but they're pretty set in stone on September. Apple could introduce a slew of new products this fall, according to one analyst. Other products likely, other than the iPhone 13, would be the Apple Watch 7. AirPods 3 wireless earbuds. Apple is likely to introduce four smartphones. No one's expecting anything crazy, just modest component upgrades. Apple will offer a smaller screen mini model and a more capable Pro and Pro Max. Pro Max is basically what it sounds like the most expensive phone you can get, and interestingly enough, that's the one people want the most. Top seller. It, I look at Apple as kind of a luxury item. I've got a cracked screen, my th- kids think I, I should go back to the ghetto. Like, they're teasing me. They're doing Cartman from South Park. Hey, can not go back and leave in the ghetto? in me get you? Um... I just don't, I'm tired of technology. I'm tired of new. Apple's iPad mini tablet, the MacBook Pro notebook computer. Um, When will they announce it? Eh, Tough to say. Apple's up 10.8% for the year, actually underperforming the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the NASDAQ. You're a big company. It's tough to get that much bigger unless you introduce a slew of product. And that's the thought with back to school. Because it's a luxury item, um, it's or it's perceived to be a luxury item. One of the more t- topics that I want to come back to, you know, given if today you walk away and think of Apple as a luxury item and they charge a premium, that's that's good. I want you to walk away with one thing. But Stranger Things got into the Olympics last night, coming back in 2022. They've done wrapping, I believe, and they're in post-production. and They probably want to string along until they need a good quarter. Netflix has more paid subscribers than any other streaming service. Earlier in the show, I talked about a listener who emailed me and asked me, "Like, I'm disappointed with my performance in the last 18 months in Netflix. It's not always going straight up. It's not always at new highs. Well, you're chasing performance a little bit. Uh, last two years... It's pretty crazy how we've seen HBO Max come along, Peacock, um, Hulu. You've seen more and more services really, really grow up. Disney Plus didn't exist two years ago. So there's a little bit of what's referred to as Netflix Netflix fatigue going on. Subscriptions worldwide grew just 1.5 million people. So they're kind of saturated. The idea is that everyone knows what it is, and anyone who wants it probably has it. They're going to need to start tweaking their business model to get to another level. Netflix alternatives are more abundant than ever. Netflix's catalog still dwarfs most of its competitors' offerings. Again, whether you're looking at Apple TV Plus with Ted Lasso and their morning show, Tim Cook has said, "We don't want to be Netflix." Cause we can't, he didn't say that, but he says, we don't want to be Netflix. We want to have great shows that are like going to the movies. So at $5 a month, you'll be like, wow, that was a great value. Magical. He wants magic. HBO max, Disney plus all have different angles. A hundred of the most popular movies and TV shows in the United States right now. Um, just 10 of them are on Netflix. And only five of those are exclusive to the service. So competition for content is huge. Um, the best shows on TV are increasingly not on cable at all anymore. That used to be a big phrase that paid. HBO was able to throw that down, saying Game of Thrones was only on cable. AMC had Breaking Bad. Um, now cable seems kind of like a hybrid of streaming and traditional TV. It's there, but it's not as exclusive as it used to be. Netflix has acknowledged that it's been lacking big hits lately and telling shareholders that shows like The Witcher and Sex Education will give it the service a spark later this year. I tried to get into The Witcher and I I got into like a episode and a half maybe and I just got bored. Um, same thing how many times have you done that it, that's a thing with Netflix right the catalog's so vast that you're just like eh tonight I might be tuning into HBO Max as Suicide Squad 2 I just like the director it's not even that I like cartoon movies or comic book movies Um, I think Gun just creates a fantastic world so I'll be interested to see what he pulls off on that but Disney Plus is the hubs for Star Wars and Marvel and Pix, uh, Pixel Pixar, excuse me. Uh, don't think I had a stroke, but maybe. They got National Geographic. They got Disney proper. Which if you ever go back and watch old Disney films from the 70s and 80s, they're awful. Telling you how modern storytelling has cropped up. Netflix seems cold and calculated in their decisions. They almost seem like their whole interface works on an algorithm, but the programming that they're creating looks to be an algorithm. So Netflix's troubles aren't just about lack of buzzy shows and movies, but in an inability to sell subscribers on everything the service already offers. Um, Ozark, everyone raved about. I got into it and I'm kind of a... I, oh, what would you refer to me as? Uh, A snob? A media snob? Netflix is well-known for A-B testing, even the slightest changes, so it's not the company. It doesn't... They experiment a lot. Uh, Netflix even tested human-curated collections of movies and shows, a feature that hasn't rolled out, but they tested it. So it does look like Netflix is having trouble figuring out... The sensation, and I'll just go back to the top 100 shows right now, 10 of them are on Netflix and five of them are exclusive to Netflix. So it doesn't feel like you have to own it. And that's probably the beauty of digital content, that if you have YouTube TV or a Roku service or HBO Max, you can call it and cancel it. It's none of that BS that the cable companies have been doing of oh, you have a two-year commitment, so it's going to cost you three months of uh, uh, HBO Max just to cancel it because we have this button that's really in a complicated part of our building that we have to climb up ladders, and there's snakes, and there's gorillas that fight us. It shouldn't be that e- that hard to turn off HBO on Comcast or on cable, but in the end, cable's going to get what they deserve. More and more people move into Roku's. More and more people move into streaming. So Netflix has acknowledged they're lacking. So that was a good moment last night during the Olympics when a new trailer dropped for the next season. Of which, those kids are getting old. Just throwing that out there for you. Um, And I still do wonder if they're ever going to have an episode where the parents tell their kids to come home by 9 o'clock at night. Because those kids are running around pretty late in the evening. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, anything you ever want to talk about, we can talk about. Whether it's the subtle changes in fast food restaurants becoming drive throughs becoming um, delivery to you, those subtle changes are where investment dollars are made. Demographics of the aging of America are where investment dollars are made. Uh, Trends like how much TV we're watching in one day. And digital media, how much we're consuming, that affects Netflix because they used to be the end-all be-all. U.S. adults are going to spend 13 hours and 12 minutes per day. 60% of that's digital media. Today, we we consume a lot of content. Netflix really does need something special sooner than later. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
1: Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com robblackshow.com
0: a personal financial plan with custom investment advice that's why rob black has partnered with ep wealth advisors with over 12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm ep services were built with you in mind how can they help you find out at robblackshow.com robblackshow.com
2: this quarter's earnings featured some pretty bizarre things from the tech titans and what I mean by that is there was a lot of talk of the word metaverse. Facebook talked about it. Google talked about it, Apple. Everyone's dropping in stuff on it now. So the metaverse is going to be something that will it be a hot thing. Let me give you an example of what was not a hot thing. 3D televisions. Have curved TVs become a thing because Curved TVs and 3D televisions were like this big, it's going to change TV. And I had a female friend who was attractive. And she was popular on Tinder and dating apps. And she said one guy tried to get her to go up to his apartment. She didn't want to. He said, I have a 3D TV. Do you want to see it? And she goes, ooh, I do. So it never really turned to much, did it? The idea for me of having a 3D TV is sitting down with my producer and watching the Super Bowl, and he's wearing goggles, and I'm wearing goggles. And at some point in time, I'm going to be dropping chips from my mouth because I got goggles on. And I can't really see where my mouth is compared to the chips. And it just sounded like a bad idea to me. And then you lose the glasses or the goggles, and yeah, you break them, you put them on the couch, you sit on them. Yeah. But 3D really never went to anything. The metaverse is a concept. It's persistent and expansive. It's the successor state, if you will, to the internet. Um, It's not just a buzzword. It's an evolution of the internet, the way Mark Zuckerberg wants to tell you about it. Zuckerberg claimed that Facebook would pivot to be in a metaverse company. And you're like, what? Aren't you all the social media company? Some media pundits were skeptical. Um, It's a hologram. Now, we've all seen Star Trek episodes with holograms and the uh, Wild Wild West shootouts with Kirk. And we go, that's kind of cool. The metaverse is neither a new concept, nor is it a hologram. It could be difficult to boil it down to a elevator pitch hard to wrap your head around something that's so new and so different, I get it. But Roblox is using it. Roblox is a kind of for lack of a better word, I think it's it's a huge opportunity because to me it's the, it's the Minecraft for kids under six. Minecraft is for kids whose mothers don't want them playing violent video games from six to twelve and then they're going to play violent video games from twelve to fifty. I see three stages of gamers. Roblox is going for the kids under six. That mom and dad feel a little bit weird about putting a $1,200 phone in their hand. Roblox opened up to developers, and developers figured out, look, we could all, let's say we own hmm, a shoe shop, and there's 20 employees. We can't all go to work, but we can create what work looks like, and for an hour a day, we could pretend to be at work. And don't worry, if you're a big, if you're 40 pounds overweight, obese, your character could be perfectly good looking, nice and skinny. That's kind of it. There's another way of explaining the metaverse. And for the record, that shoe company builds like roller coasters in their office now. And then they all go on the roller coaster while they're at home. And they'll go, wee and the boss looks cool because he has a roller coaster at the work, but he's not because it's not really work. Fortnite players got their first taste of the Metaverse during last year's Travis Scott concert. A shared experience allowed players to simultaneously experience a custom-coded virtual concert inside a freeform digital world. The concert was attended by over 12 million people. That's stunning. I saw it. I don't even want to say I attended it, but I guess I did. Today, Ariana Grande is going to do the same kind of thing in Fortnite, and it's part of the metaverse. I feel like I will get to know her. I feel like I will have almost a front row seat to her performance, and that's what I like about it. Players were able to interact with up to 49 other players at a time and dance and uh, do emoticons and send up hearts in the air. So you're gonna hear more and more and more about a metaverse, because once Zuckerberg opened that jar of PR poop, every time he reports earnings, everyone's gonna say, "How's the metaverse going, Mark?" Metaverse companies are taking the long view. Of the metaverse is inevitable due to the widespread cultural changes that are already well underway. Um, it's the idea of trying to take computers away from our kids now. It doesn't seem to be the right idea. It seems to be like, how can we make this experience better? According to those who've been tracking it for years, the eventual development of the metaverse is not contingent on success or failure of any one company. And it will happen. Earlier this week, I talked about one of my friends who works at Facebook, Facebook has 10,000 employees working on this concept. I don't know how many employees you, okay. Um, I was going to say, think of a basketball game, half of a stadium of basketball, all working on it. So they're getting paid 50,000 to 500,000 a year to work on the metaverse. That's a lot of money being thrown at it. Will there be a return on equity? Don't know. Will there be a return on investment? Don't know. Um, but we'll have a better answer of which direction this is all going. Does Ariana Grande, who is someone my kids don't really care about, does she she able to pull in more people than the 12 million that Travis Scott pulled in? Of which, for the record, his concert's still on YouTube from that Metaverse concert. You have to watch other people enjoying the Metaverse. But you actually do feel you're there. Um, minus the 3D TV, minus the immersion, if you got a good monitor and a good headset, it's quite an experience. Join me in the metaverse, Rob Black Show, as we expand worldwide. Find me online at Rob Black Show, all social media platforms with Rob Black Show, including robblackshow.com.
1: An education-first approach to managing your money. This is the Rob Black Show.